You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday morning. Now, let's turn to our first guest and topic of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, I'd like to welcome back on the program children's author Suzanne Yunin of the nonprofit Green Dragons. And she's here today to talk about her very first chapter book, which is called The Emerald Green Dragon, uh, which will be launched in the coming year of the dragon. Suzanne, welcome back on the program. It's really good to see you today. How are you? Morning, Noreen. I'm very good, thank you. Um, um, we are live on Facebook as well, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. And what a contrast. Suzanne, you're in short sleeve and I'm just rugged up because the weather in Hong Kong is just so freezing right now. Well, freezing for me, it's seven degrees right now. Um, wow. But I was looking back at the archive and I was just saying to you earlier that it's been a year since you last came on and it's been a very busy year. Uh, you're working on your picture book and you've since launched your first chapter book, which we'll get to uh, in just a wee bit. But for some of our listeners who are maybe tuning in for the first time, uh, Suzanne has been on previously to talk a little bit about the books that she's worked on, um, the four picture books that she's already uh, accomplished. And also, take us back to your non-profit Green Dragons. I think that is sort of the beginning of of what started, um, well, your Dragon series. Uh, Tell us about your non-profit. What, What is it all about? And how did you first start it? Uh, well, it was a long time ago now, back in 2017. Um, I was dragon boating at the time. I was fairly new to Hong Kong and um, uh, found a lot of adventure and fun and new friends in dragon boating. Um, and then Typhoon Hato hit Hong Kong. And it was one of those biggies that lasted several days. And I think it really was my very first huge super typhoon. Um, it was a Category 8 at the time. And um, after everything had calmed down and people were able to go outside again, I I joined a, a cleanup crew um, from Stanley down on Mahang Beach. I thought I might be able to help clean up. I imagined that it would be um, fairly in a bad state uh, after the typhoon, but actually I wasn't prepared at all for what I saw. And it was crazy, the amount of plastic that came from the ocean onto the beach. It was really horrific and it was such an eye-opener to me. Um, And I always say, for me, it looked like Mother Nature used her power just to throw that plastic back on the beach so that we could all see what's really going on. Um, So um, I helped with the cleanup, kind of mixed emotions, very angry, very upset, um, but just kind of got on with it and thought, okay, we've done a great job. We cleared everything away. A lot of it had to be taken away by boat because it was too heavy to get up onto the street for um, the authorities to pick up. But then just one week later, there was another T8 and equally as bad, it blew for days and the same group. We went back to the same beach and I saw the same scene, if not worse, actually. And that's when I truly realized how bad it was. It moved me to tears. I was really quite angry about it. And there was just this seed that was planted. What can I do? I'm just one individual, but what can I do to make sure that people know what's going on? Can I get people down to the beaches after typhoons to see this or after a big storm? Um, so uh, a plan began to formulate. I thought I was in um, a great community that are 
um, enjoying the beach and the ocean on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. And I started talking to a few people. I reached out to Dana from Plastic Free Seas. Um, she's a great friend and a great support still. Um, and I spoke to my Dragon Boat teammates and had this idea if we could just get this message out to reduce the single-use plastic bottles that are used in the Dragon Boat sport, um, we could make a huge difference. And that's where it all started, really. I created Green Dragons Hong Kong and reached out to um, the Dragon Boat teams of Hong Kong, the local teams. I also reached out to international teams. And then I started working slowly with the festival organizers to switch away from using single-use plastic bottles to water stations. And it's just kind of uh, moved on from there. It, it is our primary goal still just to reduce the single-use plastic bottles. Um, at last count, um, at the after COVID, we were throwing away um, 5.7 million plastic bottles every day. Yeah. That so number is it, sobering. It's almost like every adult having, uh, every adult in Hong Kong having a bottle of water and then throwing away that bottle, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really scary. That's sobering. And and with that, with that knowledge and, and that passion, you also then wanted to spread the awareness and plant the seeds with the little ones. Um, and yes. you're doing so by by being a children's book author and also visiting a lot of schools. Had you had any experience with writing children's book before or did you always sort of at the back of your mind wanted to, to do this and put the two passions together? How, how did it sort of start for you? Well, it's funny, really, because when I think back to when I was a child, I always wanted to be a teacher and I wanted to write stories, <laughs> which I didn't do anything with um, at all. Um, but I have a son. He's he's grown up now. He's 17 and a half now. But when he was small, I used to write stories for him and we would just I would just make up stories at bedtime for him. So I've always enjoyed that creative side. Um and I, I still enjoy kids' movies and kids' books. I think they're amazing. Um, but the primary reason for going into that side of things was to try and reach the children. I found a lot of apathy along, uh, among the younger people in Hong Kong, the kind of 20, 20 plus age group. Um, but my experience of Hong Kong schools with my son was that there was a very good program, at least in the international schools, of them teaching them about the importance of keeping the environment clean and being conscious of what we bring into our lives and, and what happens to it when we throw it away, where is away. So there was this um, kind of disconnect of the education was there or beginning to be there, but it was somehow lost. Um, along the way as they progress through school and uni and uh, a little bit of apathy there. Mm. So I just thought maybe, you know, I could really capture the attention of those younger children and solidify some of that learning with some true stories um, on how the plastic and how our waste affects the environment and the animals around Hong Kong. And I, I made it very local as well, so that would make even more of an impact. And I think that's the beauty of it. It's so nice for children in Hong Kong to be able to read about 
um, stories that happen in Hong Kong. The setting is in in Hong Kong, and they're familiar with that. And also inter- for for the international students uh, and international uh, children to also learn more about what Hong Kong has to offer as well. And I think that's really because uh, a lot of times I think growing I grew up in Hong Kong, and we read children books that were set in maybe in the UK, and it was great that we got to learn about their city and their place. But it's also really empowering for for children here locally to read about their own city and also for other people to learn about um, our wonderful city too. So let's talk about your first chapter book. Congratulations, Suzanne. This is, um, I mean, it's it's your seasoned writer already. Uh, let's talk about the Emerald Green Dragon. What is it about and where did this idea sort of come to uh, for you? Well, um, thank you very much. It's actually not published yet. We're still, um, I'm still working uh, on the final stages, but it will be this year, the year of the dragon, dragon. which is very. (laughs) Um, So the idea came from the the children Um, after going into the schools and reading my books. They enjoyed the story of the green dragon, but I would always get the question, um, will you write a story about a yellow dragon? Will you write a story about a blue dragon? And it just (laughs) went on like this, Um, which was a, a great idea. And then I, um, through a school visit, I learned the story of um, Hong, uh, Kowloon and how um, the the mountains of Kowloon are a big part of the history of of Hong Kong. Nine dragons. So I inc- yes, yes. So the series is called the Nine Mighty Dragons, and this year I hope to publish perhaps book one and book two maybe a bit ambitious but uh, I will try it yes set the 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 aim so the stories are um Willie's growing up a little bit and he um understands his backstory and his history slowly and he will meet different dragons throughout the series um still a very heavy environmental theme um and focused on nature um not just Hong Kong focused the first book is obviously because it's Willie's hometown and um we we're going to travel all over the world great yes yes so lots of exciting adventures for him with each chapter book and he'll meet um a new friend in each of the chapter books so i'm very excited about it yeah so i mean transitioning from um from a from picture books to chapter books what was it like for you well i mean when you took took this on was it different for you um actually i think i enjoyed it more because um you're less restricted with the amount of words you can use um i i can talk a lot i can write a lot <laughs> so it was a little bit easier to um get all those ideas down um so but i i've really enjoyed the process obviously it's quite nerve-wracking never having done that before and putting yourself out to um an audience <laughs> so um yeah so overcoming some fears as well but i've really enjoyed the process um i've kept it quite quiet for a long time so um my comfort zone is i'm, I'm in that comfort zone now <laughs> yeah when you sort of i mean it, will it be for a slightly older age group uh, w- um yeah and and sort of did you keep it still quite an environmentally uh conscious um theme as well yeah um i wanted something for those children that enjoyed the picture books as they've grown up a little bit um they can go on to kind of the next level um with their reading 
um, and their comprehension and also their education um, of what happens around the world. It's not a problem that Hong Kong faces alone. This problem is across the world. So um, there's lots of different environmental issues as well. But I've been very conscious not to overwhelm the kids because I think um, it's quite important not to um, affect them too drastically with this heavy load that yeah. um, there's still hope and we can take action yeah. yes exactly so I've tried to incorporate some coping mechanisms um, in the stories as well so that we can feel empowered to do something but not let it overwhelm us as well yeah. Did the pandemic sort of inform the themes any? Because during the pandemic, it's just been so bad for the environment or the single use everything. You know, yes. I, I thought we were making progress with a lot of the, 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 the takeaways, but then it just sort of went, you know, it was one step forward and then few steps back for, for some of the industries. Um, how did that affect you um, as somebody who's so passionate about the environment and somebody who writes about it for the next generation? Well, at the time, I think none of us really understood really what we were facing and everybody was trying to be very cautious um, and as healthy as we could be and protecting ourselves and other people around us. So um, certain, I think certain measures were quite necessary, but um, I do feel it was stretched on a little bit long after we were beginning to understand um obviously the use of masks still today is much heavier than pre-pandemic um i think there's a big fear factor um around it so um again i think it's about educating people a lot of people don't understand that the masks are made with plastic fibers and um they don't biodegrade as well so education again and think about what you're using think about whether it's necessary or not so yeah it was uh, kind of mixed emotions at the time wanting to protect ourselves and our family um, seeing the necessity for some measures but uh, then I think it went a little crazy <laughs> yeah no yeah I, I totally agree that it was you know not necessary to to be so overprotected and we've got a few minutes left uh, but before the news Suzanne what other things are you working on um, what's in the pipeline at, at the moment apart from two chapter books for this year hopefully um, are you working on picture books as well well, no, the, the the series of chapter books is really a huge project. Um, there's 10 books in the series and I'm still writing um, the last few books. So I'm I'm kind of juggling uh, releasing the first one or two books, but also staying on top of the other books because I, I realize that once the first two books are out there, I have to keep delivering with yeah. the other books. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of uh, spinning plates, juggling balls at the moment with this huge project so still working with the illustrator and all the other uh, stakeholders involved so uh, there won't be a picture book for a little while it's it's like managing two or three full-time jobs it sounds like each book yes. is like a full-time job uh, within itself um in terms of sitting down and writing the book how how do you work do you find that you have writer's block sometimes or are you sitting down treating it pretty much like a nine to five nine to six and those are the hours you dedicate what's the process like for you 
No, I, I don't think I would have any inspiration if I sat down nine till six. I, I, I need to be outside. Um, I get a lot of inspiration from uh, walking in nature, um, observing animals and the environment. Um, obviously, um, seeing what's going on in the world news wise with regards to um, the issues that the planet is facing. So I tend to get inspiration while I'm out and moving which is very common for kids as well. Yes. Um, and then I make a lot of notes on my phone as I'm walking or on note paper. And then um, I, I get some inspiration to sit down, put it all together, and then I'm on a roll for a while. And then obviously comes a point where I'm like, okay, I need a break. And uh, I give it a rest for a while. And then the whole process starts again. So, no, I, I'm not one of those people that can lock themselves away for hours on end or days on end and get it done. It all has to be coming quite uh, uh, organically. Yeah, rightly so. It, there, there is some, some, some truth in sort of moving around and just feeling inspired by what's happening uh, in nature and around us. Uh, one thing I do really like um, um, emailing w with you, Suzanne, is that there's always um, important dates <laughs> that, that's, that you end with your email with, and I really I love them. And certainly, it's really going to inspire me to, to do some programs around those. Um, World Wetlands Day is coming up on uh, the 2nd oh, of yes. February, <laughs> and you've mm -hmm. got World Wildlife Day, which is the 3rd of March, and then Global Recycling mm -hmm. Day. I, I had no idea there was a Global Recycling Day, which is on the 18th of March. I do know that there's World Water Day, which is on the 22nd of March, and then there's Earth Hour on the 23rd of March. So those are important dates that um, we'll be hopefully on brunch, we'll be uh, commemorating and celebrating um, also. Remind our listeners once again, have you got a website and what's your social media? How can we find out more about you and your work? So um, the website is actually my company name, which is Green Dragon in Latin. Um, so it's www.draco, D-R-A-C-O, viridi, V-I-R-I-D-I dot com. Or you can just search for Willie the Green Dragon and it will pop up. Um, Facebook and Instagram are much easier. Just search for Willie the Green Dragon and uh, you'll find his little picture there. Oh, well, all channels of communication is open. Suzanne, I wish you the best of luck with, with the coming books. It sounds like it's 10 books to, to achieve. Book one and two are sort of underway and um, book, <laughs> fingers crossed, yes, and book one <laughs> will definitely be launched uh, in this coming year of the dragon, the green, uh, the, the emerald green dragon, which will be launched uh, this year. Meanwhile, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, Suzanne Yunin, who is the founder of Nonprofit Green Dragons, uh, also children's book author who you've heard uh, several times before on the 123 show and on brunch talking about her picture books uh, but don't miss out on her chapter book thank you so much bye for now Suzanne thanks so